Welcome back everyone. Today we're going to be shedding light on why most companies will never pay their employees a liberal wage. So why are most companies reticent about paying their employees a liberal wage? Why do they desist, abstain, and refrain from paying their employees a liberal wage? Why are they reluctant to make a single dispensation to appease their employees? Why are they deterred to assuage their employees' needs? Without further ado, without further delay, allow me to demystify that answer to that inquiry right here, right now. Before I do so, I just wanted to preface this video by stating that in the digital era, just to give you some context, a uh, liberal wage is a mean net wage of at least $122 per hour. That's how much you would need to earn over the course of two decades, one-fifth of, of a century, or 20 years from working full-time for 2000 80 hours or 41,600 hours over the course of 20 years to be able to maintain at least a mediocre standard of living post-retiring. If you were to net a mean net wage of at least $122 per hour over the course of two decades, then by the time you retired, you would have had been able to save and invest at least $3,600,000 in the equities market in equities that bear dividend yields of at least 2%. If you have $3,600,000 invested in the equities market in dividends that bear dividend yields of at least 2%, then you're able to receive $6,000 in dividend payouts per month or $72,000 in dividend payouts annually. To maintain a mediocre standard of living, you would presumably need to receive at least $6,000 every month, especially with the cost of living perpetually amplifying to an unprecedented height. If anything, the cost of living is preordained to further amplify in the pending future. Which unfortunately causes your standard of living to further plunge precipitously into the abyss. But that's a topic for another video. So, most companies will never pay a liberal wage to their employees because the overarching goal of a company is to maximize the wealth of their shareholders and maximize their profits. It is not conducive to maximizing the well-being of their employees. Most companies do not give an iota about the well-being of their employees. They do not care if you cannot make the minimum payments on your bills. They're indifferent about your concerns and your needs. They're not willing to make concessions nor dispensations to even accommodate trivial requests. In spite of the fact that their employees are the drivers of their profits, their employees are the backbone of their profitability and profound success. The executives are not in the front lines. 
they typically are acutely unaware of the inner workings of the company. They're not involved in the daily business operations of the company. Their roles are more ancillary, but if they were to all perpetually go on vacations, the companies will still be able to stay afloat without them. Are they in the vanguard? Are they in the front lines? Are they involved in the daily business operations of their companies? No. They're in their niche enclave. They're in an insular environment that is detached from their workforce, from their lower-level managers, from their middle-level managers. However, that's a story from another video. So, when employees acquiesce to accepting job offers, their overarching goal is to receive the maximum amount of revenue for the minimum amount of time worked. The employer's overarching goal is to pay their employees the absolute minimum amount of revenue for the maximum amount of time worked. So their needs are unaligned. Their needs are, diametri are diametrically opposed to one another. Companies want to be able to maximize their wealth so they have more retained earnings, which they can invest in the pending future into research and development efforts and expansion opportunities. They could also provide more sizable distributions to their shareholders if they do not earmark all their profits into keeping their employees afloat. However, their employees should take precedence over maximizing the wealth of their shareholders. But most companies would staunchly disagree with that sentiment. The companies, the employees provide wealth to the shareholders. Their hard work, efforts, and labor allows the companies to generate revenue and profits. The shareholders, on the other hand, do not lift a finger. They do not undergo any strenuous, laborious labor. to receive a penny from their investments. On the other hand, the employees do all the grueling hard work. They do the maximum amount of work and there's no mutual reciprocity because the payout on their end is infinitesimal, is negligible, is minimal, is not even one-fourth of a subsistence wage. It's not even one-twelfth of a liberal wage. It's either 
a minimum wage at most or less than a minimum wage. So companies have a vested interest in paying their employees the absolute lowest possible wage, which is either a minimum wage or less than a minimum wage. Sometimes jobs are entirely commission-based and the commissions are infinitesimal at best. Sometimes they do not even provide you with leads and they want you to solicit prospective clients. They do not even know nor have established any semblance of a relationship with. So you wind up doing a lot of cold calling and it's completely nugatory, unavailing, impotent, inefficacious, fruitful, and a sheer and utter waste of time. They may want you to knock door to door to sell their products, but even if you do get a commission, it's infinitesimal at best. And it culminates in being less than you would have earned had you worked a dead-end, dispiriting, unfulfilling, harrowing, undesirable, really wretched, highly time-consuming minimum wage job. So these commission-based jobs are even worse than minimum wage jobs. But as I said earlier, to recapitulate, succinctly stated, there are a multitude of reasons as to why companies will never pay a liberal wage to their employees, and it extends beyond the ambit of the aforementioned reasons. Companies view their employees as expendable, exploitable, capital livestock to be harvested for profiteering purposes, metaphorically speaking. It is lamentable. It is unfortunate. It is deplorable, but it is what it is. Even though employees deem it to be reprehensible and repugnant that, that they're being exploited for cheap labor, they begrudgingly acquiesce to working these dead-end, highly time-consuming, minimum wage, dispiriting, unfulfilling, undesirable, harrowing, distressful, brutally wretched jobs because they're deterred from working in other capacities. They are reticent about transcending into becoming entrepreneurs. And they've given up on pursuing their higher aspirations and working towards reaching their overarching goals. They do not have a modicum of faith in themselves. They'd rather get revenue on the front end than work strategically hard for 14 to 18 hours per day consecutively for at least 3 to 15 years for the prospect of possibly being profoundly successful as an entrepreneur who competes in a niche user-generated content market or niche product market. The overarching goal of companies to, is to maximize the wealth of their shareholders and maximize their profits. And because of that, because they're indifferent about 
their employees' needs because they do not care an iota about the well-being of their employees because they perceive their employees as expendable, harvestable, exploitable, capital livestock to be harvested for profiteering purposes. They will never acquiesce. They will never concede to paying their employees even a subsistence wage. This is germane to how most companies feel, unfortunately. Companies have the autonomy to pay their employees at least a subsistence wage, but they choose to forego doing so. They can opt to do so, they have the wealth to do so, but they'd rather earmark those profits into their retained earnings, into distributions, or into the bank accounts of their executives or CEO rather than distribute it to the employees. Based on the CEO's pay grade, they deem one second of his time to be commensurate to two hours of the system manager's time. So in under 15 hours, he can gross more revenue than the system manager would have grossed over the course of 50 years, five decades, or half a century post-working full-time for at least 104,000 hours. Based on the CEO's pay grade, they deem his time to be worth at least 743,000% more than the system manager's time. So it's truly mortifying that this sentiment is so prevailing among most companies, but it is what it is. Those companies will never pay their employees a liberal wage because they do not think that their labor warrants a liberal wage and is not a part of their core values to furnish their employees with liberal wage. They want to maximize the wealth of their shareholders and maximize their profitability at all costs. The ones who do receive a liberal wage, who work for the company, are the executives and the CEO, and possibly upper-level managers. Barring that, everyone else who is employed by the company will presumably never receive anywhere close to a liberal wage. If a middle-level manager receives half of a subsistence wage, then he should consider himself fortunate based on the context of his situation because most companies will never acquiesce to even paying their employees half of a subsistence wage. So it behoove individuals to embrace entrepreneurial pursuits. That way, if you're successful, you can hopefully attain a liberal wage on your own. Once again, I hope you found this video to be enthralling and insightful. Have a blissful day. Goodbye.